Souls of Hip Hop, Throwback Edition. Between 2004 and 2015, I interviewed many hip hop artists and recently discovered some of the recordings in my archive. We want to share a selection of our favorites and bring you these throwbacks in between our regular episodes. Enjoy! In 2006, I got to interview the human beatbox champ and MC Razel at one of his shows with DJ JS1. Razel was a member of The Roots and collaborated with legends such as Eric Clapton, Willie Nelson, Keith Richards, Old Dirty Bastard, Rakim, Common, The Beatnuts, and so many more. With his album, Make the Music 2000, he single-handedly popularized beatboxing and etched his name in history. Hence, it was a huge honor to get to hang out backstage and chat with him for a bit. Here's the interview. How did you first get into hip-hop? I mean, pretty much, you know, hip-hop was around and then just being related to Raheem, you know, that kind of made me want to get involved with it, you know, musically, rapping, DJing, beatboxing and all other stuff. So, you know. And when did you first start working with The Roots? 1993. Put the album out in 94, so do you want more? Yeah. Are you still a part of The Roots? Um, I really didn't leave The Roots because, you know, basically um, when I got with The Roots, I was solo, building a name, building foundation. What are your plans for the future? Uh, I mean, future, just to continue to build, continue to grow, continue to open more doors make it bigger than life currently you're not signed to any label is your aim to stay independent yeah you can say you could say so i'm just you know i'm just anti-industry and i like to be creative i like to do what i want to do and you know with some commercial things they don't let you do what you want to do and you know they force you in a box and they make you look silly you know, I, I can name a few people that's done it, but I won't name their names. And, you know, to me, I'd rather have control over my creativity. What inspired you to start beatboxing? I mean, basically, my whole take on, on the beatbox is totally different from a lot of people. Where um, when I first started listening to the Fat Boys, you know, to me, it was, uh, it, was it's, it was just about Sonics. You know, I think that's what drew my attention, Sonic, it's Sonic Boom that he had that nobody else could really ever, ever duplicate. And to me, it wasn't, you know, that was something that, that inspired me to, um, to do what I do. That was the biggest inspiration as far as all the beatboxes as Fat Boys. Nothing complicated, but at the same time, complicated. Because low end, everybody can't duplicate low end. Fre some frequencies is, is, you know, it's about anatomy. So you can be the greatest beatboxer in the world, but if your body is not built for that frequency, you can't do it no matter what. You can try, but it sounds distorted. You know? There are a lot of different styles to beatboxing. What do you relate to most? 
I mean, it all depends on what side of the world you're on. Where, like, if you're in Europe, like here, you know, it's more about fast drums and, you know, drum and bass techno. Where in America, it's, that's, it's not about that. It's about more hip-hop. You know what I mean? So, to me, I stick with what I know. You know what I mean? To me, I, I can do it, but that's not that's not my forte. I don't, you know, I don't do drum and bass shows. I do hip-hop shows. So, drum and bass is cool, and a lot of kids are doing the drum and bass. That's cool, and it helps the beatbox evolve into that. But at the same time, you got to be rounded from where it came from. Without knowing where it come from, you have no future. Just spitting on a mic, you know what I mean? So you got to know every aspect of it. Just like for myself, it's to me, it's not really just about, you know, hip-hop. I listen to Bobby McFerrin. I listen to Take Six. I listen to George Benson. I listen to Al Jarreau. I listen to Zap Mama. I listen to vocal sampling. So it's like all different styles of vocal instrumentation, vocal percussion. I listen to the Tibet monks, you know, and they do uh, Tuvian singers. So to me, it's all different styles that you have to, you know, it's, it's like the Kung Fu movies. You have to know all style, not one style, because you're done after one style. You know, one person know the tiger style, but if you know tiger and crane. <laughs> what is your opinion on the beatbox scene today and the new generation? I mean, I think the new generation is cool, you know what I mean? My only thing is it's, it's repetitive. That's the only thing that... Uh, It's good, but the only thing I don't like is it's repetitive. Okay, like the school I come from, I'm totally different from Kenny Muhammad. Kenny Muhammad's totally different from me. I'm totally different from Scratch. Scratch is totally different from me. So it's like everybody developed their own technique and their own style and their own personality and character. Where a lot of the new guys that are coming up, they sound the same. Everybody, 150 beats per minute. Okay, that's great, but... After you hear like five guys do the same shit, you're like, okay, who has personality? Who has character? Who's developing something different? To me, that's what it's always been about. For example, when Fat Boys came out, it was real simple. All right, okay, simple. But as music changed, like Public Enemy, where when you duplicate a Public Enemy sound, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like layered sound, so you have to switch your technique to adapt to that music where now we don't have that there's really no music you have commercial music which is real simple and ding ding you know so i think that's why a lot of the kids they they gravitate now towards the drum and bass because that's something that they can emulate because there's nothing else to emulate but if you do research There's so many things that you can imitate and you can emulate and you can develop because to me it's about sound. It's about that frequency, different frequencies, you know. It's like this, it's all here, it's all here, the ear. It's like what you pick up, you know what I mean? And to me it's like, it's like Africa Bambata, you know what make Africa Bambata so great because he has more records than anybody. So that means his repertoire is, 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 is vast. You know, it's not one thing. He's not just like a house DJ, just play that all night, and that's all he has in an iPod or Serato. You know what I mean? Like, he has, like, a house, like, his his catalog is, is great. And to me, that's what puts you and separates you from everybody else, your repertoire, your catalog. Like, how much shit you know. It's like a scientist. It's how much shit you know. 
you know so um, if you only know one thing then you only know him for that but if you know different things that that helps you build build uh, you know build what you are you know to me and I think that's what separated me and to me that's what kept the beatbox going when music changed and nobody was really listening to the beatbox or it wasn't popular anymore how did you experience that evolution into a evolution it always it always revolves it's going to come back it's 360 it's it's the inevitable and to me that's why I never stopped doing it like when people stopped doing it I was still one of the few that was doing it you know it was still so to me it's like me continuing to do it provided is why everything is going now. Make the Music 2000 was a monumental album because it opened up the door again for, and not just from back in the day, it was just America, maybe UK and a little places here and there. It wasn't that huge internationally. Now the door is wide open all over the world, Australia, Brazil, Japan, China. I mean, you got it on your shirt, Denmark, Hungary, you know, everywhere to me. So to me, it's like Make the Music 2000 was a monumental album that opened the door for everybody that made people go, okay, I can put out an album beatboxing. Nobody's done that. You know, most people, they, it was kind of like the beatbox and then the MC and all rolled up into one. But it was never just the beatbox standalone. It was never that. So to me, Make to Music 2000, monumental. And to me, that's what it's all about. It's about evolving. It's about doing, doing something that's going to elevate. That's going to take it to the... Yep. So, I mean, I like the new guys, you know, like skills timing you know that's great but at the same time you got 50 other guys doing the same thing so you gotta what's gonna make you you that's gonna stand out from everybody else that's very important as far as longevity I mean you can be good now da 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 but you wanna do it 5 years 7 years 10 years you gotta separate you gotta start separating like what's gonna make me different from everybody else where if you do one sound, oh, that's so-and-so. Automatically, you don't have to think about it. You feel what I'm saying? It's, it, everything you know is like automatic because you heard it before, it's already registered in your mind, and that's the level you want to take it to every time. Yeah, you find that in all the elements. All elements. All elements. Even, you know, you can talk to JS about DJing, you know, the difference between Mixmaster Mike and Q-Bird and the executioners, like... All these guys have their own style, and that's why they were able to elevate and take it to where they're taking it, you know. But you have 50 million dudes doing a crab scratch, and Q-Bird already did it already. So what is it? I mean, it's good to, it's good to practice, but what are you going to do now with the crab scratch? Are you going to elevate the crab scratch, or are you going to take something from the crab scratch and make something better? It's like technology. You know, you have a big, bulky machine. Now you, what are you going to do with that? you got to make it better. Can't just do the same, have big, bulky, you know, it's, just, it's elevation, man. It's, it's, it's revolution. You got to keep evolving it and keep evolving it. And to me, it's like me, I'm more, I'm a hip-hop dude, 150% hip-hop. So I'm doing hard beats, low-end, sound effects, voices, singing the whole, that's the environment I grew up in. Here's it's different. So you do what your environment dictates, but at the same time, in order to elevate what your environment dictates to you, you have to research. You have to grab from other elements. Like what he did, what he did a few minutes ago, if he had to add some elements from Bobby McFerrin, 
it'd be totally a whole different ball game. Totally different from somebody else is doing the same thing. If he add a different element to it, you feel what I'm saying? Like if you, I don't know if you listen to Bobby McFerrin. Yeah, you know, all this totally different. You know what I mean? You add those different elements. You add elements from Michael Winslow. It's like you take these elements and you form your own. You know? I mean, that's that's the way I viewed it. That's the way I looked at it when I was coming up because it's like, okay, what's gonna I can do Dougie Fresh, I can do Bismarcky, I can do Reddy Roxy, but what's going to make Rozelle, Rozelle? What, what's going to separate? So my thing is, like, I had to think of something like, damn, what's going to gravitate, what's going to make people go, oh. So, you know, practicing and thinking and doing research, I'm like, okay. I was big into, you know, different music. So my thing is, like, stumble on something, like, okay, I can do the beat, I can rhyme and do the beat at the same time. Maybe I can sing and do the beat at the same time. But it's all about this inventing. And this some accidental turns into something big. But that's when you're thinking on that level. Not thinking, I'm not thinking about nobody. I'm thinking about inventing. It's like taking it to that level, taking it to somewhere else. Nothing else. So, uh, you know, younger, I was, how old are you? 18. I battle all day. Every day, battle, go everywhere, all over the place. Battle, 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 battle. That's good to get better, to get better, to know what to do, what not to do. You know, you learn stage, you learn the crowd, you learn different elements of being an entertainer. Because that's important, too. I mean, you can stand on the stage in one spot for 15 minutes, and that's all you got is 15 minutes. Can you do an hour? Can you do an hour and a half? Can you do two hours? And that all goes back to repertoire. 15 minutes, great. Yay! After that, done. Can you go an hour? Can you go two hours? See, that's, that's when it really, it's like being a boxer. You can get that one hit, but can you go the distance? You know, can you go, if you can go the distance, that's what make you great, like Muhammad Ali, hands down. There's been trillions and there's been thousands of other boxers that were great, but he's the guy that went the distance. Even when he was older, he was still... 12 rounds all the way no they're still standing and that's what make him you gotta go you gotta gotta give it up not no like boom one knockout and that's it you get lucky but if you can't go past the second third fourth round you feel me I mean I'm just talking from I'm talking from experience I've been doing this for over 20 years and I've seen it I've seen it rise I've seen it fall see it rise again and that's the distance I, I went the distance so people say, why you call yourself the undisputed beatbox champion of the world? Because I went the distance. I didn't give up. When no one was doing it, I was still doing it. I don't care. I was like, in your face, like, in your face all the time. Going the distance. And now, once again, starting to rise again. One of your first performances was already on a huge stage, the Showtime at the Apollo, which gave you mad props for major artists. How was that experience for you? Yeah, man. How you know? <laughs> yeah, man. To me, that to me that was um, that was one of those moments, man. You know, you're a young kid and you're just excited and you just you know just to be a part of that whole that whole era, the Run DMC, LL Cool J, Salt and Pepper. You know, being that age coming up and 
you know, for those guys to be like, yo, you know, you're sick, you know, wanting to do something with the beatbox and the MCing and the DJing, to me, it was, it was a great thing. I mean, it didn't go nowhere at that time, but to me, just to be in the companies of icons and legends is only inspirational. So, you know, I got to always, you know, bow and pay respects to those guys because, you know, they definitely opened the doors to what hip-hop is today. Like, you know, big, international, huge, you know? Our theme music was beatboxed by Dennis the Menace and produced by CD. A big shout out to the brothers from Switzerland. The background music was produced by Taki Brano. A big thank you to Abrowski from Providence. Our podcast basically runs on coffee. To keep our show running, you can support by buying us a coffee through the link in our show notes. I am Candy. I am DJ Razorcut. And, and this, this is, is Souls of Hip Hop. Hip-hop.